football on off the ball with sky all the football you love in one place across sky sports bt sport and premier sports all right i'm delighted to be joined by the republic of ireland and wolves defender nathan collins how are you keeping nathan yeah all good how are you uh, very well. Thanks for uh, taking time out of uh, what is a very busy schedule at the moment. It's sort of insane, the relentless run of games. And uh, I'd imagine for most players, they've been looking at this period for quite a while, thinking, oh, how do I get through it? Whereas because of the break you've had, you're probably coming in pretty fresh for the next few weeks. Yeah, exactly. I had a, had a few weeks rest, uh, rest so I'm, I'm ready to go again. I'm plenty of energy. I'm ready to go every game. For, uh... I'd imagine it's been a strange few weeks. I was looking there, that game against Palace. Club-wise, because of the suspension and the postponements, I think of that half an hour against City was your only club appearance in six weeks. You had the internationals in there as well. What what have the last few weeks been like? Did you did you take a break? Were you still in every day for training? Were you having a sort of mini pre-season to get yourself going again? Um, once the internationals are over, uh, I come back in. I trained every day, train with the lads, travel to the games with the lads, uh, just try to be involved as much as possible. Try to still have that feeling that I'm playing, but obviously it's not. It's never going to be the same. Besides, not nice. It's stressful. Or anything. Uh, I try to be allowed to do everything I could have without playing. Really, I presume you're going to give us uh, the exclusive as to who the next manager is going to be. <laughs> you probably know better than I do, honestly. <laughs> I just try to stick to what I know and stick to what I can do, and that's just playing football. You know, whatever happens on the other side of it is up to the hierarchy of the club. But as players. All we can do is go out on Sunday and try to get three points. How was that period after the Manchester City game? I know you went straight into camp and it's maybe it's the best thing. I saw the videos of taken out of you a little bit by some of the eyes in there. Uh, I guess it's a big moment in in in, in your high-profile game. You're up against Manchester City, up against Ireland. How are you that evening? Like, when, you're, when you're going home that night and it's sort of dawned in you the, what's happening and I guess how much football you're going to miss afterwards how, how did you cope with it I was frustrated um, it was gone I was I was planting, uh, I went home with my girlfriend just and I didn't talk all night you know I was just stuck to myself I was frustrated as anything I just didn't want to be involved in football again for foreseeable but obviously in the moment it's not nice I felt like I let everyone down I felt like I let the club down, the fans down. In the moment, it's hard. It's not a nice feeling. I nearly wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but I went into the camp the next day and the lads were talking. Now they got me over straight away. Had a, had a job in my hand to go again and play Scotland and in me, so I didn't have time to think about it once I was in It wasn't nice and it's never felt like I let people down, but listen, it's more about how you can react to it and how you can bounce back than anything else. Do you talk about that in the dressing room after the game with the players? Or like, is is it one of those things? Like, are you apologising for it, or does everyone accept it's like it's something that happens in football? I think, of course, it's something that happens in football. But listen, I apologise to the lads. I put them in a bad spot. You know, I made them play well, sixteen men. So I apologise to the lads and listen. They were good about it. They accepted. I knew it was always going to be a tough game, no matter what. But we, they need. I have. Uh, there's only so much I can do in that situation. So we moved on with it quick enough. You come back then, there's a match and the manager ends up leaving the club, Bruno Lage. And to speak to him before, obviously you were expecting when you came to the club to be there for a long time. How, how did it play out? No, obviously you only got the news. It's not nice knowing that your manager's respect. You know, it's never nice. But um, 
he came in, he talked to the lads, he had a meeting, said this goodbye, said thank you, we thanked him, you know, it's, obviously it's not nice, but it, listen, it's a part of the game and there's no time to dwell on it really, you have to get on with it, you have to move on, there's another game coming thick and fast, so it's one of them things, it's part and parcel of the game, but you have to move on. The Wolves during the summer, like depending on which figures you read, uh, it might be the most expensive Irish footballer of time. We had your dad on the show, I think it was signed, and he was talking about your career development and how the decision-making process you went through as a family about going to Stoke and why you felt that was the right club, even though there were more high-profile offers. Likewise, going to Burnley, working with Sean Dyche, knowing that there's defenders of the calibre of Tarkowski and me, and then the decision to go to Wolves, when again, I know you're playing Leicester at the weekend, there was a lot of speculation around Leicester being interested. What was it about Wolves that you felt was going to take you to the next step? Um, hard to say any single thing but it's just that I felt wanted I felt as a club they wanted me I felt like with me and I felt like they were going to involve me and that was the main thing really I felt like I wanted as a player and I thought if I'm wanted as a player I feel like that can be a home and that can be a place I can get better and enjoy myself whilst obviously trying to become a better player so that was the main reason right they, they wanted me and they, they made me feel like I was wanted and did it give you a sense of what your role would be because you know, you're still only 21, but when you started out at Stoke, I think Ashley Williams was there at the time, you know, a very experienced defender. You got two real rock solid Premier League in Tarkowski and me, who you can learn from. Whereas now you're Alex Kilman, who's, you know, not that much older. Yet. They're expecting probably something very different from you than Burnley were or Stoke were. Yeah, of course. I think, obviously, Burnley, we had our own style of play and we had a way of playing and when, and, you know, and, Every club's different. So coming into Wolves, I knew it would be a different a different uh, kind of style of play. Pass a lot more, obviously, and then be a lot more responsibility on the two two defenders or two centre backs or three centre backs, whatever we play, to defend and defend on our own instead of more of as a as a unit like we did in Burnley. But listen, I didn't have a problem with that. I I, I knew the the manager wanted me, he's seen what I've, I can do, so he backed me. And if he's backing me, it means I can back myself. So it wasn't nothing to do with the style of player or anything that I, I can back myself doing that. And it was just, I think, coming into the club, seeing what players were here, seeing the style of play they play and what the owners want as, as like uh, how far they want to become and how far what they're trying to achieve. It was really, it was, a, it was something I looked towards and hopefully I made the right decision. I think I have so far. I've enjoyed myself and the lads have been top Style of play, interesting because... You look so comfortable with the ball at your feet, and we've really obviously seen that with Ireland and you know the goal against Ukraine uh, at Burnley. It, it seemed it was probably defending first and foremost, but at Wolves, do you find a lot more actually? There's a, a bit of an expectation, even as a centre half, to to create to to get on the ball to have that range. Of yeah, passing. I think so. I think this new generation of football, though, or new generation defending, I think there's a lot of focus on on the ball, but. It's all great and well until you concede five goals a game. Where when I was at Burnley, it taught me to be a real centre back. It taught me to be ruthless. It taught me to defend, how to defend one on one, how to defend as a unit, how to be a leader. And I think that brought my game on a lot. And I, then I think the responsibility from the back here at Wolves and the lads around me it makes my life easier. That the lads and all take the ball off me, so it's easier to keep stay on the ball. But at Burnley, it taught me how to defend and how to be a leader. And I hear at Wolves, I'm still learning. Obviously, the start of like playing out from the back, I'm still uh, progressing my game. But listen, it, it, I'm enjoying it. That's the main thing. I think everyone can see the style of play we're playing and how attractive the football we are playing. Yeah, you still got to defend, and I'd imagine particularly in training, you still got to defend. Uh, Diego Costa wasn't one of those players who was there when you were signing, but he's arrived in 
what's it like going up against Diego Costa in training every single day? Uh, he's he's good. He's all right. He's a good lad. He's anything you know. He he's he's mad as anything. He doesn't stop talking. Doesn't stop me. Oh yeah. Just tries to play with everyone, but when it comes to he's a good leader in the dressing room. He has a good aura about him, and he creates problems for other teams, and that's the main thing. Going on his own, he gets the try. The Red 78. We're both monster people. Nobody knows monster rugby better. Carberry gets over the line. Try from Monster. Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. The one thing that, that struck me from talking to your dad that day was how ready you are for this. When he spoke about you as a 12, 13-year-old, like that leadership that you had that drive that you had that you were ready to be a Premier League player it was always in your mind as to what that end goal need. like told stories of you know him coming home late from training uh, when you were at Cherry Orchard and you'd be you know even at 10 11 walking down to get the bus you weren't hanging around waiting for anybody like can, what are your memories of that time and now when you look back even even at 21 when you look back to eight nine ten years ago do you see that you were probably a little bit different to, to most kids that age it's obviously when you're 12 and 13 you don't think about that when I never had an interest in school I never had an interest in anything else all I ever wanted to do was play football it's all I it's all I ever dreamed of it's I worked my whole life towards it you know I dedicated everything to it I gave up so much for it and I didn't have a problem it's what I wanted to do but um, I'd done anything I could have I would have done I would have jumped off a cliff they said you'll be a Premier League footballer I wouldn't have a problem I'd done anything and listen it's got me so far but I need to keep that attitude. I need to keep doing it if I want to get better and progressing. And I, I need to have that, you know, that attitude to just keep going. Don't stop. Don't be. Don't be uh, satisfied or anything. You know. You've got such a good grounding as well with the football in the family. So whether it was you know your dad starting out at Liverpool and his background, or your uncle Eamon, who everyone in Ireland will know is you know such a strong link to the game. How often do you talk to them and how much advice are, are they giving you to make sure that you're you're following the right path? And- yeah, I think to my dad, I talk every day, you know, I talk to him or my brother every day, whether it's about football, whether it's not, we talk tactics, we talk everything. And then we're, we're aiming, you know, we talk, I talk to him a lot as well, to be fair. He comes to most of my Ireland games, he'll watch my games with Wolves online and he'll text me after it and just always keeping up to date. But as much as they're there to support me, they'll be the, my uh, first critics as well. They'll tell me what I need to do. They'll tell me I need to get better at. And listen, that's something to good to have. You know, I need that people around me being honest and making me get better because if there's no one there, then I'll become satisfied and I won't want to go push any harder. And I need people around me like that to keep uh, making me get better. It doesn't strike me as though you're the type who would ever lose the run of himself. But when you think back over the last year, funny enough, uh, my phone recently of uh, a picture I have of my kids with you outside the Etihad Stadium about a year ago. Uh, now, they were waiting for Jack Grealish, who never turned up uh, on the day, but we spotted you. It was only your second ever game uh, starting the Premier League. <laughs> second ever game. I think you just made your Ireland debut and you sort of came out and I think you were meeting your family and, you know, you were able to go about your business pretty quietly. And you look at where you are now. And a huge transfer to Wolves. And you've just started every game for Ireland in the Nations League. All of that in the space of 12 months. How has your life changed over the past year? How different? Because I can't imagine uh, if you're walking out of the Etihad Stadium or any other stadium right now, you can just sort of go about your business quietly. You know what? Like I, I'm, not the, I'm not the most high-profile person there is. You know, I, I just do what I can do. I stick to what I do. I play football. I don't do anything else. I, I stay low profile online, no social media. Like I post now and then, but listen, I, I don't have a lot to my life other than football, and that's how I like living. And that's what I want to do. 
I just want to train every day. I want to play every day. I want to do everything I can do to become a better player. And listen, as it comes with a footballer that you talk to the fans, you, you interact with the fans, you give like, when you be nice, and they're the ones that pay your wages. They're the ones that go to every camp to support you. So it's the least I can do is sign a few, fo- or sign a few pictures or take a few pictures and sign a few things for them. What's the biggest difference in your game over the past year? When you talk about that progress, what you're, what you're doing at Wolves, if you were to look back to the guy who's, say that day, starting at the Etihad against Manchester City, uh, yeah, exciting. Mm. But now that you're there week in, week out, what's the, if you were to notice a change, what would it be? I think that it's to take on more responsibility. I think to be the one that leads the dressing room, you know, leads the boys out, takes that a bit of responsibility that if we as a team lose, listen, it could maybe come at me or someone like that. And I'll take that. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I'll strive on that. But I think the, I want to be that player lads look towards on the pitch like, all right, he's still going. I can keep going. He's the one driving me on. He's the one doing this, that and everything. Where at Burnley, there was a really good group and we had a lot of players doing that. But I've learned from them and I want to kick on again. I think that's a part of my game I can kick on again. From the international point of view, uh, what was the what was the WhatsApp like on the Sunday morning when the draw was been made and it was France, the Netherlands, Greece in the uh, draw for Euro 2024? Uh, <laughs> it was all right. Uh, first text was from my brother. He just put laugh a face with a picture of the group. Well, listen, when I seen it, I was delighted. I was buzzing by it, honestly. It was like... What game? Like the game when I when I'm from a kid, you see like like Shane Long's goal against Germany at the Viva and stuff like that, and you're just thinking, listen, if we can create more memories like that, it's it's unbelievable, and that's what I want. I want to play against the best. I want to I want to test myself. I want to bring the best here to this uh, to the Aviva and see what they're like against our fans. You know, it's it's something I think we can all look forward to. I think it's something unbelievable. And listen, I I don't I don't see why we can't do it, and I don't see why we can't make an upset. And if we do, the story behind it's gonna be unbelievable. Yeah, it certainly will. Uh, it's depressing when you say as a kid, Shane Long, it feels like it was just yesterday, but you were probably yeah, like 13 yeah. or 14 yeah. at the time and uh, yeah. life moves pretty quickly. Uh, you're going to face Erling Haaland again next month in that match uh, against Norway. Uh, you got a, a taste of it. Of all the players you've gone up against over the past year then in Premier League football, who are the strikers that, that you're learning most from that afterwards you might watch back and go, okay, his movement, I need to learn from that. I need to react to that. Fair. I think in the Premier League, I think every player is so different. You know, you come up against players that don't do a lot all game, but they score three goals. Or you come up against players that do so much for the team, but they don't have the end product to show it, but they've done so much for the team to get a result. So I think every game's different. I think you have to look at analysis every game. You know, you see a player like Harry Kane and his, uh, his movement off the ball. He comes in short, he'll go in behind. He has everything to his game, so he has to be aware of that. And then you have people like Haaland, who's so direct, who's so strong. You have to adapt yourself to that game. But I just think every game you have to do your analysis. Every game you have to learn about the player and you have to change your game. There's no way one way of playing football anymore. I think you have to adapt to the style of play to the other people. How different is the reality of analysing Harry Kane before the match and then what you actually ended up facing, where it was probably that movement with that that undid Wolves that day where you think you have him under control and next thing he just appears out of nowhere? Yeah, that's listen, that's how, that's how rootless this game is now and that's the standard it's getting at where one little mistake, one switching off can cause your team three points. And it's something uh, people like to say, I'm still young, so I need to learn. But it's not about that. I just need to do better. And I know that myself. Um, but listen, it's it's a, it's a learning curve. But I can't let it happen again. And if I want to get to where I want to I get, I can't let little things like that happen. Uh, Nathan, it's been great to talk to you. You've got Leicester on at the weekend. You've got a pretty relentless run of games before that international break. Uh, 
I know league table wise, you, you want to get up it pretty quickly. You want to get the new manager in, but it, it does sound like you're absolutely loving life at the moment. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Listen, it's a really good group. The staff here are unbelievable, you know. It's whatever's happening with the manager is happening, but we know as a team what we have to do. We know what we, our job is on a Sunday or a Saturday. And listen, it's up to us at the end of the day. It's, the manager can only show us so much, but the players need to take control of it and do what they need to do. All right, well, listen, very best of luck over the next few weeks and thanks, as always, for talking to us. Perfect. Cheers. Thank you so much. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.